Hello guys and welcome to episode number 21 of the Heritage Agendas Football Podcast. As always, myself, Ibrahim with uh, Abdi. How are we doing, bro? We are doing well, bro. Alhamdulillah. How are you? I'm good, bro. Good. Can't complain. Busy, very busy week. But uh, other than that... Oh my God. I've consumed so much football the last week. Good. Going Dating back to the Champions League, bro. It's been It's been crazy. These are these are great problems, gonna lie. Excellent problems to have, bro. Very I do nothing. Problem. I do nothing at work. I'm I'm just watching football. Oh man, so dude, I'm I can't you. complain. Yeah, dude, if I, can't complain. Next week we get champs, so you know, last full, yeah. last group match day. There's a couple couple of games that uh I will for sure be watching. Absolutely, a lot of advances. a lot of group deciding games, which is always great to have, you know. And then we get the draw on Thursday, uh, Thursday or Friday morning, I believe. Friday morning, like next Friday. The so draw for the round of sixteen. That happens that quickly. Yeah, it's like two days after. Really? Yeah. I've been we've been away from the Champions League for so long, bro. I'm I'm a little lost. I have a feeling you guys are gonna get someone good, but I'm not gonna manifest it. <laughs> don't don't speak it into existence. I. I don't mind. I, I, I think it, we can take care of anybody that's in that doesn't finish number one in their group. We should be able to at least. Yeah. But there's a lot of heavyweights, man. There's a lot of big, big clubs. Left. I'm predicting you guys get like Napoli or something, but I think you guys handle them. So. Yeah, yeah. Na- Napoli's not as threatening as they were last year, and defensively they're not as good either. So, um, Napoli should be. I'll gladly take Napoli. Or Inter or Sociedad. Sociedad, bro. You don't want to see Sociedad, man. They're good, bro. They are really good. Um, and I think and I think they probably finished top of their group. I think they can beat Inter. Or I think if they get a draw, they qualify because they're up on goal difference. But they're a really good team. If Lazio beats Atletico, year. I would not want to see Atletico. I think that's like the one team. I think Atletico, uh, Napoli. Uh, not Napoli. So I think Atletico is like the one that no one wants to see this year. Yeah, that's. I but I think they should. They should. Lazio. They should win their group. They should at least. But after after this weekend, I'm not move. Atletico is did not move me, man. What a terrible I know, game, they man. Had. I think we both predicted them to win, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, so disappointed. Very very disappointed. But uh, we'll kick things off. We had a. A couple interesting stories this week, to say the least. Uh, I hate talking about this guy, but I have a feeling this is... He's back. He's back, and no surprises, by the way, I will say. Um, Mm -hmm. The the story from from AS is... We got kind of two things. We got that Madrid is close to Alfonso Davies, which is a a huge deal. Um, And then Package Jin... Um, they said that they're going to do a huge last push to get Mbappe uh, for 2024. It looks like he's their primary target, but this time they're setting a hard deadline of January 15th uh, was the story that I saw. And if mm-hmm. not, they're going to pursue Holland. Like, I have my own takes on this, so I'm curious to see like what you think because obviously you are you know, kind of a neutral in this. Yeah. Um. Let me first say I saw the news um, from like 
your reactions. I remember it happened so quickly. The first report that was, oh, Real Madrid are going to pursue Mbappe again. And then immediately after, within a couple hours, uh, there was a report from Paris saying, you know, they're hoping to extend him, which has just been kind of routine. Uh, news drops here and there's an automatic, you know, response from either side, um, which has been like that for a few years now. Um, but I think the January transfer window, I think we've seen this uh, uh, before, where I, I remember a couple of years ago, Real Madrid went in hard for him in the in the January transfer window when he was supposed to be a free agent in the following window, which is a summer window, uh, which is what we have are reliving again because he chose not to sign a long-term contract and he did a one plus one, which gives him an out after one year, which is why we're back here. Um, but I think it's more of the same. I, I'm just tired of this uh, uh, little cat and mouse game. I think clubs, especially Real Madrid, just looks the worst because they've been completely ghosted a few times. And they're, um, I see where, like, I see the potential. I see where, like, their thinking is because if you land somebody like this guy with the current team you have, um forget about role forget about position it does not matter any anytime you can get somebody like mbappe on your team you, you do, just it. Have to do it yeah. uh, you just have to um but on the other side it's just like okay when is enough when is enough going to be enough you know when, how many times do you have to hear no before uh you walk away and this january deadline um and real madrid are very known for you know they will publicly let it be known that okay we'll go we'll go as i remember they did the we'll only go as high as 220 this and this and they just they do walk away but they eventually come back as they're doing again um but it's just i feel like we've seen this story several times before um it's getting tiring and we've said it several times we talk about we talked about this a lot um but i'm 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 glad now there's a little uh the holland backup plan is kind of new um, I think Holland's uh, release clause kicks in in the new year, which is this January transfer window. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Holland will be tempted to leave, but I think if that's an option, I think you you test the waters, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But Mbappe saying no again, I think it does nothing for Real Madrid. It doesn't hurt them. It doesn't. I just think they see the upside, and they're like, we don't care. Anytime we can get Mbappe, we do it. We have to do whatever we can to do it. But it just uh, from a you're a fan. Um, I have a lot of friends that are fans, as you do as well. Mm -hmm. um, I just see their reactions, and they're just like, "Are we serious? Why are we doing this to ourselves again?" Um, but you can speak from that perspective better than I can. So please. I mean, for me, it's just like hard deadlines work if, like, as a negotiation tactic, if you know there's no repercussions, uh, or if you know Absolutely. there are repercussions. Um, if I'm negotiating with someone and I'm like final offer and then I make my offer lower and I say final offer four times, the fourth time when I say final offer, they're like, okay, it's not really a final offer. Like I know I can squeeze more money out of you and, and get it down. So do I believe this January 15th garbage in my opinion? Absolutely not. You're trying to tell yeah. me that if he doesn't accept a deal by January 15th and he's still a free agent in March, they're not going to continue their pursuit. I don't believe that for a second. Um, mm -hmm. 
I'm not surprised this happened. I, I, it wasn't like, a, oh, this is crazy. Uh, why? Because we knew this was going to be the strategy for, for 2024, even uh, like we talked about on, on the show um, yeah. after the window closed. Um, I do have questions on like the fit in the team, I will say. Um, where does he fit? Because Mbappe has had a lot of issues in the past with playing as a number nine, and that is the position that he is going to be brought into play uh, mm-hmm. especially with a world-class winger already at the club in, in Vinicius and, and he's not really comfortable with playing on the right either he's you know solely wants to play on the left in his best position um, so how is that fit going to work especially with someone of his um, his character uh, he's not the type of player to you know sacrifice 100 percent. exactly sacrifice his role um for the team at least that maybe that i'm wrong but you know that's the sense i've i've always gotten um which is one of the reasons why he loved to play in the france team so much because really when he plays for france deschamps just lets him do whatever he wants uh and it's it's a lot like that at psg now too i uh, i will say um mm-hmm. I do like the Holland option. I think as a fit, maybe this is a crazy take. I think as a fit in the current squad, I think he's a better fit for what they have. Um, and I've always said there's a lot of uh, traits of Holland that I think don't get unlocked at City, mainly his ability to you know play on the counter. I think that that's something that you would see like another level of, of Erling Holland. And if the rumors are true and it's 165, um, the operations will probably be about the same because Mbappe will probably command a you know 100 million to 150 million dollar signing bonus um yeah which is crazy uh in addition to probably 50 million a year net uh so yeah crazy crazy numbers for sure um so we'll see I I if I had to put my money on it I think he's gonna you know sign a sign another plus one um mm-hmm. But we'll see. I, it's really not something we'll have the answer to, in my opinion, until March or April. He loves the attention. It's going to drag out for sure. Um, I think that we'll have answers with other rumors. Mainly, the one I'm really interested in is Davies, because I think, I mean, Alfonso Davies in this team would be unbelievable. Having having a left back of, of that, you know, that style and fast, direct, the ability to attack. Madrid haven't had someone that prolific in the attack since Marcelo. So mm-hmm. that's definitely going to be like a completely new element to the team, especially how as a, as a, as a right-sided defender, do you deal with Vinny and, and, and Davies all game? Like how direct they play and linking up the play is going to be, you know, either Drew Bellingham who's going to drop into that space or, or Valverde or even Tony Cruz if he doesn't retire. So, yeah, I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't think we'll have answers for a long time. So do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. It's like one of those questions you don't have the answers to. I think at some point he will play for Madrid. But mm-hmm. I thought that five, four or five years ago, and if you told me it would be, you know, he would be 25 going on 26 and still hasn't played for Madrid, I'd call you crazy. Um, but he's wasting his career in, in that league for sure. Like that is un, um, that is in my opinion without a doubt. Like I think he would have a ballon if he was 
at Madrid since 2000, uh, 2019, I believe, was the first. No, that was pre-pandemic. 2021, um, when he was 22 yeah. or 23, really starting to hit that next step in his career. Uh, I think he would have for sure won one. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see where this goes, for sure. Absolutely. The, the biggest thing you mentioned um, is the positional overlap with Vinny. Um, and we've seen... And we've seen it for long stretches this year where Vinny has sacrificed, you know, where he's not on the wing, where he does his thing, um, where he's now playing basically two up top, you know, with uh, the diamond uh, uh, formation. Um, and I think Mbappe, like it's been such a drama um, and you have such a young team, um, a young like team of like elite players and potentially fully like, you know, world-class players. Um, I think it gets a little bit, um, obviously you have all of them extended. I know Rodrigo just extended, Vinny just extended, uh, Federico Valverde just extended. All of them are all tied down, Kamavinga extended. Everybody's settled in. But the the fact that like, it kind of looks like they're still not good enough because you're seeking somebody else, you know, that uh, pub and it's so public. Like it's not even, it's the most like, uh, like it's played out so publicly in, in the media, uh, this, uh, transfer saga. Um, I just think maybe in the long run that hurts the club uh, more than it would help bring him in, especially yeah. when somebody like Holland fits, fits the system a lot better that can play, um, a striker is a position of need where, and it, a striker is the position Mbappe likes to play the least and he's spoken about that publicly he's been, uh, he's you know gotten away sent away players like Messi and Neymar all those because they you know forced him to play in that position um to, to have all of them on the field at the same time um I just think I don't I agree with you I don't think this will get settled this window I I like the idea of just saying January 15th we're done um but ultimately, that's just, you know, that's negotiation that's just, tactics. Yeah, it's just negotiations. Yeah. Um, and and he'll sign again, I believe. I I do. I do think he will play for Madrid at this point. I don't think he can go anywhere else because nobody else can afford him. If he signs a one more year deal, his price tag is 200 million and nothing less. Um, and on a free, nobody's get, at least in the prime. I don't think anybody's capable of giving him 150 million dollar signing bonus unless you're giving him ownership rights, um, which I don't think anybody's willing to do. No, for sure. Um, no. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be tough to see. Um, I think, and now obviously leading into this week will be the Champions League um, final game week where, you know, they're playing Dortmund away and it's, they have to win yeah. or else they don't qualify. And mm -hmm. if they do not qualify and you're going into the January transfer window, with no uh, Champions League knockout football, and you're just stuck in the in in League One doing nothing, that just you know takes the stakes to a whole nother level. I know, oh, yeah. If they him. lose, I think he's. Yeah. If they don't win, there he's gone. Like for me, a hundred. I can like ninety nine percent because then it yeah. just becomes ludicrous. Because the reason he's you know the whole thing for him is I want to win the Champions League in my home city. Um, I want to become the League One all-time top goal scorer, was what we heard a lot this week. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I agree with you on the fit. And if you look at the fit, this summer, 
there was arguably even a benefit than Holland, and that was and that was Harry Kane. So Absolutely. another player that they let walk, and and you make a good point about like the affordability. I will say though that has a clock for sure because Real Madrid have been very strategically building up their transfer window, uh, transfer transfer uh, like their war chest and their mm-hmm. ability to spend with the because La Liga has really strict financial regulations. Um, so. I mean, it's like a rolling joke. Every summer in, Jan- in June, we hear about Madrid and how they have like $350 million ready to spend and then they never spend any. And there's a reason for that. They are, you know, they have We're put holding, themselves yeah. in a position to sign Mbappe. Um, but I think that if... I think this is the make-or-break summer. Um, maybe I am wrong and they just, you know, bring in Endrick and they're happy and they stay full stop there. But I think this is the summer we get... A, a lot of answers to our questions for sure. One one more year of this, and Mbappe just might be too old. You know, it's crazy, but like he'll be he'll, 27. Well, he's turning exactly. He's he's tw- turning twenty six, I believe, this December, and then you know next season he's going into being a twenty seven year old. And then, are you sure you want to pay two hundred million for a twenty seven year old? Will be the question. Now it's yeah. a no brainer. You know, yeah. uh, he's twenty four, but uh, so twenty five, but. It, then it just becomes is it a worthy is is the investment worth it which it will be a complete 180 on what it was two three years ago oh yeah like the free the free for a 20 23 yeah. year old when he was when he was on a free was insane like that that's crazy and 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 holland is yeah. 22 and you have to look at it like that and and Obviously, they are bringing in maybe the best Brazilian prospect since Neymar, who just you know won the league at seventeen yeah. for for Palmeiras, uh, and was back ele- back to back years, yeah. Eleven league goals as a seventeen year old in that league is is unbelievable. So they get him this summer, um, yeah. So the sky's the limit for this team. I mean, they are seriously like two or three players away from like being comfortably for me the best roster in the world they have done mm-hmm. even though it's slow and and it's almost like we didn't even notice like the the crop of young talent that they were accumulating until like until you kind of see it now it kind of it was like now, every yeah. year adding a piece and slowly and you know kind of churning and now if you bring in someone like like holland your 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 youth consists of all the players you mentioned kamavinga valverde bellingham Uh, Arda Guler, who we didn't even talk about, Endrick, Vinicius mm-hmm. Jr., Rodrigo, all of these players are under 26 years old, which is and all locked up long term. And, and if you can bring in someone like that, a, a real prolific number nine and uh, and a fullback, uh, sky's the limit for this team for sure. Yeah, man, I just I just need this resolved, bro. It's it's exhausting seeing a report here or there every. Especially when it's itching closer to a transfer window, is like okay. Mbappe sends out his little birds and his, you know, well, Madrid do never do anything in January. To be fair, so I'm not expecting anything in January, even in terms of reinforcements for the squad. Maybe we see like a future buy. Like the last time they did something was with Militao. Who, by the way, we we also didn't talk about and they get him back next season. So, um, yep, and Courtois. So this team is. Scary, scary hours ahead for sure. No, it's it's spooky, bro. The the amount of talent that are, and it's such a nice 
um, like roster construction where they're all just basically all elite and they're all just growing up together pretty much. And it's yeah. how you want it. It's just beautiful to see. Um, once now they're obviously already competing for everything and they're, you know, uh, in the running for La Liga this year, they won a Champions League two years ago, all that stuff. Um, once it, you know, connects and you find the only position missing right now is a striker and the person you're after doesn't play that position, but there's also Holland in the, in, you know, lurking somewhere. Um, that's, uh, that's a possibility. So it's like, it's, I don't know, man, you could go so many places, but at the end of the day, you know, the team should come first. And I think, I think Holland should be the true target of Real Madrid. I agree. Just leave Mbappe. I mean, I will say it's not that he can't play striker that he doesn't want to. Like, if he really wanted to be a striker, like he could be. He he's, he, he has all it. the tools for sure. Um, and and he is, you know, despite what we said, like or what I said earlier, he is, in my opinion, the best player in the world. And I don't think mm -hmm. it's close between him and number two. Uh, probably number two this season would would have to be either Kane or, or Bellingham for me. Um, yeah, for me, he's head and shoulders above the rest. Like it's like the bar is here and Mbappe is up here. Just there is no weakness in his game. Uh, he's a great player. Uh, one hundred percent. There's no arguing with that. But is he worth the side effects? Which is you know something that's crazy. I never thought we'd be saying that about about Mbappe. So we'll see. No, he's a he's a diva, man, and it's you know usually athletes when they're like that that is is usually whispered you know like oh he's like this and there's a lot of you know doubt over it but the whole world knows who Mbappe really is you know yeah. um and and we've seen it publicly for now especially dealing with the biggest club in the world for the last two and a half years it's it's not good yeah no for sure well I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what happens in January but we will it's good to talk about some transfer talk. Haven't done it in a while, but uh, yeah, we got a midweek prem match day this week, which was nice. So mm -hmm. we do have two to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, let's kind of bundle two topics into one. First of all, Aston Villa, perfect yeah. at home this season. We've kind of been, I put it in the notes I sent you yesterday that we've been like yeah. kind of dodging the topic. We talked we about must. them briefly, but now we have to talk about them. Seven wins out of seven at home. Perfect record. Mm -hmm. um, third place. To, uh, four points off the top. And mm -hmm. a a win that... Honestly, if it wasn't for Ederson, and it could have been 4-0, 5-0, which is Absolutely. crazy to think about City... They were outshot. Man City was twenty-two to two, which I don't know the last time I've watched a Guardiola game where he's just been like ran off the pitch. Like <laughs> they crazy. So I mean, the floor is yours. This is your your former coach, obviously. <laughs> um, this is the first time Onai has has beaten Pep in his like managerial career. Um, and the two shots you speak of happened in one possession for City where Holland, Holland yeah. missed and then he headed and then it was saved by uh, Martinez. Um, it was as completely one-sided football as I've probably seen this year, especially with City. Um, and then 
you just have to give a round of applause to Unai Emery, man. He's a he's been an elite coach his whole career. Um, he's won everywhere he's gone, as recently as you know, Villarreal, where he took them to you know uh Europa Champions League semifinal. Um yeah. and and a Europa League title. Um, but and and now they've won 14 straight at home, leading back to last season. Um, and then when he came this year, he uh, last year they were three points off relegation to where they are now um within basically one transfer window um and then this year has been the best start to the season since uh 1980 which is when they won the league um but i want to talk about like just how well they played man like Le leon bailey who scored the winner um telemans douglas louise who were just completely obviously that was a midfield missing arguably the best number six in the world, Rodri. Yeah. yeah, Man City have lost every game they've played without him um, this year. And and they just, Douglas Luiz was, uh, Arsenal are like, you know, supposedly after him. And I watched that game and I was like, I need him on my team immediately because he was <laughs> running the show. He was unbelievable. And Tielemans, who kind of had a, um, you know, on and off relationship with with Unai Emery has you know come into the team and played like uh, like an elite midfielder. I, he he had a few chances where he could have done something beautiful that just didn't work out. But it was just I I've never seen City being dominated like that. I was in complete awe, man. I was watching that. They were first half kind of even, but the second half they were pinned for 10, 15 minutes, twenty minutes straight where City had no answer. And it was just long, long, long possessions where they were completely in control, which you do not see against City. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I just have to, you know, like it just looks it's a bad look for Pep and and Rodri. Like it's this is a guy um, that you basically cannot win without. They've lost to uh, Wolves without uh, without him. They lost to and now Aston Villa, I believe, and they lost another game without him as well earlier this year. To Arsenal, yeah, yeah, yes, we did whoop them. Um, but so it's just it's just crazy to see, man. It's nice. Unai Emery, what I hated the most about Unai Emery, I remember we were on a like a long win streak where I think we won like 18 uh or like we had 18 games where we had no losses, but every game felt like we were barely winning. Um, and we and basically how how the city game played out where I remember we played against Wolverhampton and they had 26 shots on us, bro. And we had two uh, at Arsenal. And we're like, what are we doing? And we, I think we won that game by, you know, or drew that game. And it was, oh, we won 18 in a row. But the ball they play at Aston Villa is just absolutely sensational, man. I thought it was just would be just a game where he sits back and counters because of, you know, he has an elite striker now, somebody he's transformed in Ollie Watkins. And they did they did not do that. They took it straight to them and bullied them for 90 minutes. And and it was beautiful to watch, man. City had no answers, no answers whatsoever. Yeah, I think you hit it on the nail. I think since I've honestly, I can't remember the last time I've watched a pep team like bit dominated like that. Even the games, like I remember when when Real Madrid beat them in the semifinal four four nil. Yeah. They were still in the game. Like they they just they were ran off the field, which is crazy for City. Um 
I mean, yeah, you said you said a lot of things very, very well. I think Aston Villa have done a fantastic job with recruitment, by the way. Um, Absolutely. And they have been fully behind Emery. Every single player that he's wanted to bring in, they have given him. Uh, mm-hmm. They opened their checkbook this summer. They gave him Pau Torres, who he really wanted from, from Villarreal. Um, they gave him Yuri Tielemans, which is great business. Uh, Musa Diaby. And they gave mm-hmm. him 40 million for Nicolo Zaniolo, who is literally sitting on the bench, not playing. Yeah. So for a team of Aston Villa's caliber to to back the to back the manager that much is fantastic. And Emery obviously holds a huge like his name holds huge weight. So mm-hmm. um they're kind of, you know, striking above their weight. Uh in terms of who they've been able to bring in. Obviously, I don't think I don't think uh there's a long list of coaches who could bring the players that he's brought in to as to a team like Aston Villa. Uh, I had them sixth pre in 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 preseason, and they have yeah. wildly exceeded my expectations. Like I, I thought that they were going to be challenging for Europe, and and we need to start talking about them uh, challenging for 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 the Champions League uh, for the top four. Like they are a force to be reckoned Absolutely. with. Yeah, man. Uh, and this weekend they play Arsenal at home, yeah. which it will be uh obviously will have huge implications in top four, um in the top four race. But like I, I I was watching that game and I was I just I could not believe what was happening to City man. It was like there was a few Foden was a no show Holland his only two chances that game and he did he he whiffed he couldn't couldn't do anything else after that and he was just the players you you listed Pablo Torre um, Yuri Tillemans and uh, like those were like absolute like staples of that game who just completely ran the show um, in all facets midfield defense and attacking they were Musa Diaby came on and and just I uh, just took control over the attack as well um, Leon Bailey who he recruited was fantastic. it's just fantastic so it's With- it's just yeah. a lot of stuff that's falling into place beautifully for Unai Emery and and Aston Villa man yeah, since they got that hundred million for Grealish, they have done fantastic in terms of you know, who who they they Emmy Buendia, I don't even think is is has been injured for them for a while. Mm-hmm. They ten you know ten Ole Watkins by the way, Emery has changed his life. He is absolutely he is in serious contention for. I mean, he's he might he's probably the backup to Kane for England. You I, you have I, to I take him to so. the competition so. To- Tony's not going to be coming back in time to to make a challenge on that. So I yeah. think I think it's his position to lose right now, and he's he's on form, and he has been all year. Obviously, he didn't score against City, but he played well. He held the ball well, bullied freaking uh, Diaz and and Stones and all of them. He just he took it to them as as well as you could. Yeah. Every 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 chance they were every every opportunity they were like backed up. Uh, Martinez would just hoof the ball right to. Right to Ollie Watkins, who's, you know, a physical specimen as himself. You know, he's huge, he's strong. And, you know, they, Unai Emery's working wonders, man. I, obviously, he didn't work out at Arsenal, but I, I just, I think he's an elite coach, man. He's won everywhere um, he's been. And it's good to see that, you know, he's being like, he's being backed by a club. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Uh, we'll kind of flip it to the other side. So, Man City, mm-hmm. Um, 
still cannot beat their Tottenham demons, by the way. We both predicted them to finally get over the hump, and they yeah. fell flat against Spurs. Yeah. They tied Liverpool two weeks ago. We mm. talked about that game at home. Then they mm-hmm. tied Spurs. Then they really should have lost to Leipzig and had a huge come-from-behind mm-hmm. victory. And now they lose to Villa. And their lineups... I don't want to say it's Pep overthinking again, but and I don't want to fall into this trap where we talk about, oh, City, have they lost Absolutely. a step? And then they go on their you know classic January through March run of 17 in a row, and we're like, okay, what the hell were we thinking? But... Mm-hmm. Are some of the alarm bells, you know, starting to ring with this team where they look a step slower than last season for me? I agree with you because I remember like whenever they would have spells like this, they had Gundogan who was who would come with 10 goals and and five assists every year. And they don't have a player like that anymore. And their bench is a little bit weaker. I know Doku didn't play against um, Aston Villa. um, And... Is is there's not and obviously De Bruyne's missing as well, but there's not enough goals there where Holland um Peter Drury was making fun of like how this was his 50th appearance and he has 50 goals. And if he doesn't score this game, you know, he's still you know scoring a goal a game for 50 games. Um, but that's you know how like just a complete anomaly that is where this guy's first 50 games he has 50 goals, which had a large which hit a lot of their, you know, deficiencies last year because Holland scored almost 40 goals in the league alone. Um, and now you're seeing it where Gundogan's not there to completely settle the midfield when De Bruyne's gone. Foden hasn't taken that place where he's completely relied upon to to be a leader or to, you know, be somebody like that's productive every game. Um, and And the big thing for me is Rodri, man. Like, Really the, this out. one before that was a red card, and then this one was an acu- acc- accumulation of yellow cards. Uh, the guy's, you know, as good as it gets at that position, but like it's it's what we're 15 games into the season, and I believe he's already missed five games this season. Um, and it's just mostly to his just, you know, he takes a lot of yellow cards because he doesn't defend well in transition. Um, he's doesn't defend well in space in general, but he's a guy that that completely settles the midfield. He he makes he makes passes that I don't think anyone in that they brought in they brought in Kovacic and 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 Nunes, um, and I was like, okay, what is this gonna do for you? Like they did absolutely nothing um, for the twenty I mean twenty five minutes they were on. Um, whereas you know back in the day they would be bringing on Mares and Raheem Sterling and all those players that would you know, make a difference. But right now it's, it's obviously they're going to win. I already know they're going to win freaking 15 they games. They always in a row go on the run hundred percent. And, and Pep will spend in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the summer and this January window. But one thing I will say is like, they haven't been really great with transfer transfers as of late. Um, obviously Nunez has not been contributing Kovacic is just a placeholder. Um, Doku's been Doku's great. a hit. Do- Doku's been great, but before that is um, what's his name? The guy from Leeds um, that hasn't Phillips. played at all. Calvin Phillips, who's supposed to be Rodri's backup for when you know in a place like this, and he completely doesn't make the team at all. Um, I just think they've missed you know on 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 the money that they were supposed to have. So when Rodri does miss games, 
he has a val like somebody you know that's worthy of a you know a backup to him and they don't have that at the moment and they're paying for it um but it's city man i i de bruyne will come back he'll settle things um he'll produce the goals but right now it's they just got to get through it man de bruyne's not back for i don't think another month um yeah he, he's not even i haven't even seen him in a kit in a, in any training gear in since the summer so it's not looking good yeah no i agree with i agree with with uh with most of what of what you said um I think I think a lot of their players do well in the second season. So like my reservations yeah, yeah. Are, are held for for Mateus Nunez especially, uh, who's been pretty disappointing this year. I don't know. It's just like I said, uncharacteristically slow. But you know, we both know, and you know, you know now better than me because of you know what it did to to Arsenal last season. But they will go on their yeah. run. It happens every year. Uh, it's really just a matter of when, and I, for a lot, I will say last period, last year for long periods, I I did not think it would come, and would then, come, yeah. and then they went on like twelve, ten the season, or yeah, or they, 13. they did not lose. I think February on, they didn't lose a game for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, so, and you're right. He probably will spend in 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 the uh, in in the in the winter, but I don't know. He was this this Guardiola system is. You know, they started four center backs and then two yeah. full backs, a striker, and two like wide wide players who like to play. It was just the the lineup was a little weird, but it has been all season. It doesn't you know? It's very positionless football, but it's positioned at the same time. Uh, yeah. But that's where the game is going. It's becoming you know more and more and more technical. Uh, not for Emery. I thought Emery's was very you know straightforward. Four five one, yeah. Tielemans kind of playing behind the striker, but yeah, I mean next uh, up, the, go go ahead. Sorry, this 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 four center back experience. I think Gavardiol is like he's obviously he's you know he's played well this year, but he struggles a little bit where he turns the ball over. I think the the Leon Bailey goal was his turnover, yep. which led to um um, and he's done that several times, but. Uh, but they don't have anybody. They don't have a fullback. I don't think on the roster that's good enough to play above them or ahead of him. And I think I think Gavardio is a hundred million dollar center back, and he's not playing his position. And and obviously you trust Pep to do it, but this guy is you know a a world class center back, and he's not doing that. And it's just you know here or there there's errors that I don't think would have happened if everybody just played where they Their should position. play. Yeah. yeah. That's very true, and that's fair. Uh, but there's know, there's moments where you see like John Stones driving the ball in the midfield, and you're like, but that's his job, isn't it? Like that's what he was doing last season as well. That's what he was doing, but like at he was doing that in a midfield with Gundogan and freaking um, De Bruyne, you know, right. that could release him and stuff like that. But now it's just he he loses it, and it's like okay, no Rodri, and you're completely you know wide open. I feel like it's just. So, but Pep, you know, Pep is Pep. He he does over. He does have a habit of overthinking things. But in the long run, it always pays off because I think he does. He does like position his team where you know it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, yeah, for sure. I think once Rodri Rodri gets his act together and doesn't, you know, commit unnecessary fouls like he does every game. Um, I remember uh, last year we played. I think we played them in January. 
Um, and he had, I swear to you, like 15 fouls, bro. And he scored the game winner in a game where he's supposed to get not be on the pitch. And I'm like, where is a yellow? He got he did not get a yellow card until like the 89th minute. And then the 92nd minute, he he scored a game winner. Oh my god, I hate that. This guy. was last season. Uh, I think it was the 2022, yeah, when when we played them twice. Our game was like postponed right after because of the World Cup. Um, and Rodri, bro, was just running amok in the midfield, just fouling, hacking everybody. But that Guardiola, his cards. players are always like that. They always tactical foul. It's definitely something that they utilize. It's part of the game, but it's something that they definitely utilize. But, yeah, and I, but I don't think you could. Someone like Rodri should be doing that because he's so valuable to his team. You know, it's yeah, no for sure. Just yeah, they can't win without him. But we will. I, uh, the, one one more thing. One more thing. Um. Last year it was uh, Rodri versus Partey. <laughs> now we have Declan Rice. Rodri, De- I'm, I'm, I'm pushing the Declan Rice agenda against well, Rodri now. Well, speaking of Declan Rice, that's what I was gonna talk about next. Is uh, that unbelievable game on on Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, against Luton, seven goal thriller. Ninety seventh minute, the last kick of the game is an Odegaard cross, which is met by Rice. Just. That those are the type of goals that you know title title winning teams do. I'm not gonna get ahead of myself because that's a how, how a lot of Arsenal fans probably felt about uh what Reese Nelson was it last last year, year yeah yeah Reese yeah. Nelson and uh the Martinez and game Jorginho. against yeah Jorginho yeah. against uh against Villa. So I don't know cr- crazy game, but you know kind of talk me through this roller coaster we've, as, uh, as an Arsenal fan. We've we've. We've made fun of Luton a lot this year, uh, just in passing, because um, we think they're going to be relegated. But there was like a 15-minute stretch to start the game where I was like, I can't breathe. This press is so suffocating. It was, we had, we couldn't put two passes together. Um, obviously, I think um, their pitch is a little bit smaller, which helps. But they have um, huge athletes that are just running for 90 minutes um, and we scored pretty quickly, which I thought would, you know, ease the game. I think we scored in the 12th, 13th minute mark, Martinelli scored. And then after that, it was just uh, David Raya mistake um, in, a, in a cross, in a corner where he just completely whiffed on the ball. I, to be fair to him, the guy jumped higher than him. Well, I don't know what you can do after that. He had his hands up and the guy jumped higher than him. I don't know what you, I, I don't know what to say to that, but it was it was just uh i i don't think we were ready to play the only person that came to play was declan rice and gabriel jesus who who were relentless for long periods of time i think that was I, i'm running out of like uh superlative superlatives for declan rice cuz he's just unbelievable Crazy every player. game Crazy. i remember you you texted me right as the game winner went on i was watching and you were like uh what did you you said declan that's all you said um was that before just, you saw the goal or was it after i i think I, I i saw it after the goal i was like i was on my computer and it came as he was scoring you texted me i was um, watching and, it, and, it, and i got the notification <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> um, i like had it on in the background and like i was like oh my god there's no way dude um i that the, that feeling of just like the game, it was the last kick of the game. After that, they just the they didn't even the game, check yeah. the ball in. Um, but it was just an unbelievable feeling, bro. I I will not. 
get overexcited. We're right now we're six points clear of City after their loss. Um, but you know, we were eight points clear at one point with five games left. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You were eight points again. clear with five games left last year. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they had a game in hand though. We had they had two games in hand. I think one maybe game in two, hand. Maybe two games or we were one eight, game in hand. Yeah. Yeah, we were eight going into when we played them, we were uh eight points ahead of them, and then they had a game in hand, so they cut oh that my down. God. Yeah, they beat us and then they won their game, and it was the eight point was it like three two. points after that, you know. Yeah, yeah oh two. my god, yeah. Um, and then we lost, I think uh we drew to Liverpool, we drew to Southampton, and then we lost to them in a three straight weeks. It was after that, it was just gone. Um, but I, I just think Arsenal are are I think this year it's a little bit different with Declan Rice. We he's somebody that we can rely on. I think he will play every game we need him to, which we couldn't rely on with Partey who went down. Um, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the wire. And obviously Liverpool is still lurking. Um, Liverpool is great. Aston yeah. Villa. Uh, we play Aston Villa this weekend, um, and then we play Liverpool uh, two weeks after that, um, around right before on the twenty fourth. December 24th. So at Anfield, wow, going to be a great yeah, game. At Anfield. Um, so it's, I, I, I was just out of words, man. I was speechless. Declan Rice is incredible. Gabriel Jesus is incredible. Um, so I just, I, those are our two best players. They came to play. Odegaard was horrendous for long periods of time, which he has been for this year, which is really disappointing. Um, Saka was okay. Martinelli was okay. I th- I thought our subs came in and didn't really contribute much. Trossard was decent. Um and then and then I think we lost Tomiyasu until um and like at least for the rest of the year he's out with a calf injury and then he'll be gone for the Asia Cup games um in January. So um I think to win this league you have to you have to invest in January. And I don't think the answer is a striker. I think we need a midfielder and a defender. So it's just, it's just I'm just like, so glad we have to the top of mind. Uh Douglas Louise. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd be crazy. He would be unbelievable. I know we're looking at uh Polino, what is it? Polino from uh Fulham. That's a great, um, that's a great idea, too. We're looking at him. Um, so I think I, I I trust any signing they bring in. They've been like 10 for 10 the last two, three windows. So um we just need bodies at this point. It's just injury is such a concern with every team in the Prem. It's so unfortunate, but it's just, you know, just how football is nowadays. Too many games. Yeah, I know, 100%. Uh, Yeah, I think you you encapsulated, like, a lot of what I wanted to say. Luton, like, their their atmosphere and their players play with a lot of passion, so respect to them. Mm -hmm. We we said that before the season. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, I, the thing I will say with Arsenal, just as a as a neutral, is like their patterns of play are so nice to watch, and you can really tell that like what it is that they work on midweek, because yeah. you can see it in the games. Like they had one, um, I think I think Trossard missed the chance, or it was clear. Yeah, they had like yeah. they had like a one two three through the box. Like the 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 blocks were set. And the midfield and the, and the defense for Luton was set, and it was like a block of seven. Like they had like a bunch of people behind the ball, and it was like one, two, like it was like a, a triangle set of passes right through the right through them, and they, and they got like a, a cross on the byline. And I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. You know, that's like you can one hundred percent tell uh, 
what it is Arteta wants to do, which having an identity is so important, especially as a big team. Um, yeah. I feel like with Arsenal, you know what you're going to get uh, week in, week out. The problem maybe is like with consistency, but you know what they're going to try and do. Um, yeah, I mean, they they keep getting better. Kai Havertz was, was great this game, I thought. Unbelievable. As oh at number God. eight, Odegaard uh, was, was not bad. Uh, Saka, I think, has been playing well this season, but I do want him to take another step up. I think mm-hmm. he's at the level or maybe even a little worse than he was last year. Uh, I want to see him kind of take the next step and, and really become more, you know, involved. He's, he's, become a, he's become a goal assist merchant, you know, where he's just producing every week, um, but performances aren't there as often as they I, were last year. But Yeah, I want to see him like take over more, like take over yeah. games. I still think that in the summer, I think striker is the number one need for this team. Uh, yeah. They can get like a twenty-five gate goal scorer, and who can get you, you know, twenty goals in the league, and maybe ten in a, in a domestic or in a in a continental competition. You know, sky's the limit for this team. The, the pieces are there for sure. Uh, their defense is crazy. I, I, this team, I think we know what we're gonna get from them in the prem. Probably this title race is gonna go down to the last couple weeks. Where yeah. I'm really excited to see is you know big knockout games. I think uh, I think it's gonna be a be a huge huge deal. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think the uh, depending on what if Partey, I think Partey should come back this month. But with him, you know, if he's healthy, if you have if you have Declan Rice and him in midfield, I don't think anybody's competing with us. I, but health permitting, you know, it's tough yeah. tough to predict. Especially nope. with somebody like Partey, who is, who is a degenerate when it comes to getting injured for unnecessary reasons. He, <laughs> he's, he, I've never seen him get injured in a game. I've never seen him. Get it's injured always in, in training. Yeah, training exactly. So maybe he shouldn't train at all. You know, so <laughs> just come yeah. to the games, please. To the- other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm waiting for that. You know, March, Champions League quarterfinal with this team. Like I will be there no matter what. Yeah. I can't wait, bro. Oh my god. I can't believe the 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 round of 16 uh you'll know who you're playing right after after you know the group matches. It's I been too that. long. You forgot the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are we playing 2 weeks after, you know? No, no, no. February. You got time. So February, maybe. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We we're good. Mm. But um We'll segue off of that. We won't talk about this next topic for too long. This is always our favorite yeah. topic, but United, kind of, you know, Jekyll and Hyde performance. They had the uh, the loss on the weekend to Newcastle where they were just dominated for 90 minutes. And then they yeah. had the win against Chelsea where they dominated for 90 minutes. So, you know, Maguire, we, I will say, Maguire and, and, and McTominay, remember when we were talking about West Ham, who almost got both of them. Yes. Uh, you know, thank God for that was a great decision uh, to not let. I think they were going to let both go for thirty five million combined. Combined, yeah, which is yeah. crazy. So fair play to Harry Maguire; he's been fantastic. Credit where credits due. I know he's memed a lot. Uh, a certain number do you know, ten. Go do you ahead. know what the what the first uh, thing on my notes is? <laughs> what is it? Is Harry Maguire Man United's Player of the Season? <laughs> so it. He might be like so far this season. He has been a revelation, which is crazy. Uh, 
and it's and unbelievable how good he's been we need them. to start having some uncomfortable conversations because a certain number 10 was benched and i thought that the attack looked unbelievable without him mm-hmm. uh maybe i'm overreacting but i i rashford's absence i think really unlocked this team uh you you, sh- you and then when you came on you saw like he just was not interested at all he just did not want to be there complete just did nothing again when he came on um but they looked they looked so much better without him it just like the champions league game you know just they just kept that way that form um and they they played well without him for a long period before he came on and just you know did his rashford thing garnacho's engine is crazy like when Reese James came on, he had him. He had him in hell. Yeah, I mean, crazy Garnacho. Yeah, Reece, he 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 made he made he made Reese James touch earth. Reese James know. was horrendous. He was very bad. That game. Yeah. Uh, would you would you take would you take Reese James at Real Madrid? What do you think of him? I rate him, but he just is never healthy. So availability is your best ability, right? When Absolutely. he's healthy, he's fantastic. Uh, but he's never healthy. So would yeah, I take him? Uh, yes. But for how much he's going to command? Probably $60 million plus crazy wages? No. Uh, I think you can find uh, better options. Amrabat was great. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a breath of fresh air because on the weekend, they were horrendous against Newcastle. Like that was a 5 or 6 nil as well. Like they... They were on the ropes the whole game, and and before even you know for twenty minutes before Anthony Gordon scored, we were like goals coming, goals coming, goals coming. When is it? You know, it's a matter of when, not if anymore. Um, mm-hmm. On the other side, Chelsea. I am so disappointed with this team. I mean, this was my top four. You know, top four this year. I thought they were gonna take the next step. Obviously, we're still waiting on Nkunku, who just has to be a savior at this point. Enzo Fernandez yeah. and Caicedo were apt were run off the pitch by by McTominay and Amrabat. It was like night yeah. and day. Uh, Cole Palmer has been great. I will say he's a bright spot in a in a in a, in a dark team. Yeah. Uh, other than that, man, just uninspiring Chelsea once again. Yeah, I don't. Um... It's just like it's just been that season, you know, like where it's every it's up and down. They win here, lose here. Um, especially they had a really um, you know, uh the uh um hold on, they have 19 points in 15 games this year. 19 points in 15 games. Yep. Um and and for long periods of time they are completely outplayed as they were against um Man United, who I don't think Man United has done that to anybody this season, Not and especially coming off, especially coming off um, Newcastle, which Newcastle, I will give them credit, like they do that to some teams where they just completely just run them over, and that's what Man United, what happened to Man United. Um, but I, it's just McTominay, uh, two goals. Harry Maguire played well. Um, I don't, I don't. Chelsea is just a long season, man. Then I don't think they'll 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 come anywhere higher than tenth for like a long period of this time, uh, this season, and and that's what we've come to expect. I thought Mudrik was awful. I'm so um, bad. He is terrible. Um, <laughs> he has all the tools, which is so disappointing to watch. 
Exactly, bro. He is like if you if you saw him, like I, obviously I fell for the you know Mudrik uh, uh, catfishing uh, Ukraine videos um, last last January, but he's fast. He's strong. He can dribble. He can like, but it just it's never together mentally. Obviously, he's still young, but he can never like work in unison all at once. Um, but I don't, I, I, Chelsea's man, they're a cooked product. I don't, I don't see any way out. They have, they have all these hundred million pound players. And then you have Amrabat and McTominay, you know, yeah, just completely dominating your $200 million midfield. It's crazy. Like to every me. time you think they're going to turn a corner this season, they like, they just fall yeah. flat. Like they, they beat Tottenham yeah. four, one away. And then they, they have a great game against city where they may, may probably, in my opinion, deserve to win. And then they fall flat against against Newcastle. They get spanked four one. Then they you know turn it around and beat a really good Brighton team. And then mm-hmm. all you know the 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 lights are bright for at United, and they fall flat again. And this week they play at Everton, and Everton is not an easy place to play. They sh- they if they hadn't had the points deduction, they'd be equal on points, or or Everton would actually have one more. So they're mid table the, teams. There is, there is, the results that are like supposed to catapult their season have come like that game against city was unbelievable. You know, they've had some good, good games. Arsenal too. Um, t- Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, they kind of, you know, fell apart last minute, but getting a, a, against one of the best teams in the league is should, you know, help, especially for a young team, but then it just goes shoo, and they lose two, three in a row or get no results within, you know, two, three games. And it's just, and and this is a season where they don't have any other football, you know. I feel like this shouldn't be happening um this point on in the season. Um, where you're playing once a week, maybe twice a week, if it's like this, where you're playing midweek in the Prem. But um, they're not taking advantage of it, man. And and that ultimately falls back to it, them being a young team and coaching, you know. So yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't I mean, see, I don't see a way out of this. The good I thing for, is if Nuke, if if uh, Newcastle, if if Nkunku comes back soon and and is you know everything that I think he, this team is missing, their next couple of games. I'm looking at the schedule in the prem: Everton, Sheffield, yeah. Wolves, Crystal Palace, Luton, Fulham. You have to win four from those from those six. So maybe we're having a different conversation, uh, soon, but. Bleak, very bleak. I don't, I don't, Disappointing. I, I, I don't. I don't think so, man. And and then Nico Jackson was terrible after he was exposed on Twitter. Like it was just no. Very no very good. unserious week for 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 Chelsea as a whole team, and yeah. they are just a banter club at this point. They're uh, they're they're uh, they're uh, what's it called? Uh, money washing, you know organization Their money laundering scheme <laughs> yeah exactly the, I, there's the, it's not footballing reasons why you have three three freaking hundred million dollar players and they're not performing like why why is that happening to your club i know you know? i know um, well i i feel i feel i feel i don't feel bad at all but it's just i wish i wish these players they're so talented before they got here you know enzo looked Caicedo looked like a world beater last year on in Brighton. Um, Enzo had probably an incredible World Cup in a World Cup that he probably wasn't supposed to play that much. They have Lavia um, who never and, plays. Yeah, so it's just a lot of 
there's just a lot of just question marks long term. And then all these players are all under 25. So it's like, and they're all on eight year, nine year deals. And it's just, this is your team for the foreseeable future, you know? And and the prem is competitive. Everyone gets better the next year and you're stuck with the same team. Um, so someone's got to make it work. Yeah, for now, for sure. Agree with everything you just said, but we'll move off of the prem. We only have one non-prem topic before yes. we get into 352. And that's what we led the show off with, which was Joao Felix scoring the winner against the team he's loaned uh, from, his parent club, and celebrating. Yeah. Uh, very, very unserious performance from Simeone. I mean, we were singing their praises all of Absolutely. last episode, and they come out and they lay a dud. And this title race is, we you know, right back alive. It is. It's... La Liga is very competitive right now. Obviously, Real Madrid is a, I believe, like a tier above them, but they're they're making it competitive. Obviously, I really didn't like how they came out against Barca. I thought they would be as ferocious and and as you know competitive as they were against Real Madrid. Like it was just night and day seeing them play against Barca compared to um to Real Madrid. But Xavi gets these results, man. He's you know, I let me see. There was a stat that says he's won 17 of 20 um, against Real Madrid, Sevilla, um, Atletico Madrid, and Valencia, and Atletico Bilbao. 17 of 20. That is absolutely ridiculous. And I think two losses of those are two Real Madrid. guys at Real yeah. Madrid. Yeah. Uh, in the so league, I'm guessing. In the league, yeah. 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 Um, but that's an incredible record against uh, the five winningest clubs in La Liga history, you know? Um, and, and I thought I didn't think they played relatively like well. Lewandowski was awful. Um, he's missed so like three bad. sitters, he's been so bad. Age is showing. Um, he 32 step, million two next steps. year, by the way. His contract, yeah, and his contract goes up, up exactly. Um, which is not something you want because you're not going to be able to get that off the books. As uh, and you know, Felix scoring a beautiful goal. Um, I saw there were some quotes after the game where um, Simeone was like, everybody, anyone can have a good game, you know, just completely disrespecting uh, what Jao Felix did. But it's, 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 I don't know, man. It's it's La Liga, though. It's I, li- I like that it's, it's competitive. I like that, uh, you know, Barca is showing a little bit of gut, but I, I, th- I thought Atletico would be better a little bit. I did too. Maybe they're just a, you know, maybe they're just a cup team. But uh, Simeone, very, very inconsistent. I agree with you 100% everything you just said. Uh, yeah, Chavi Ball, he gets the result. It's not always pretty, but they got the result. Joe Felix, you know, a great goal. La Liga is crazy this year. The one, obviously, Girona are cooking. 38 points from 15 games is crazy. Uh, yeah. Their only loss is to Real Madrid. Uh, they're tied on points right now, and you know, this league is. If if they're given some financial freedom, these clubs, I think you know, Spanish, I think the Spanish clubs, in my opinion, are the best in terms of you know finding and developing talent. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like especially with some of the budgets these teams work with, so. And they're very very good at utilizing. Um, you know, the older players that come, you know, that are like on their way out of football. They yes. rent them for a year or two that to develop other young players. Um, 
So they make good use of that. But Girona, how give me like the Premier League version of Girona, Girona being number one in in or tied for number one in La Liga. What, it's what like would you a, it's compare like a that cop to out with like Leicester, but I I feel like that's a big cop out. They've done a really, really good job with with recruitment. They they have like mm-hmm. Eric Garcia, who they've revived his career, um, Daily Blind from Ajax. Uh, yeah. they I remember they got when like they first turned my head as they from I want to say it was Shakhtar. I think no, I think it was Dinamo Kiev. They got um I am gonna check right now because uh, it was it was Dinamo Kiev. They got Viktor Tsigankov, who was like one of the most promising like right-sided attackers uh, for a long time, and then they, they brought him mm-hmm. in. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably Leicester in the current in the current prem, maybe like a Brighton. They play really good football, uh, so yeah. it's not like they're just like you know shit housing wins. Um, but you know they're still. I think I think I think all of La Liga is like that, which is. The the beautiful part plays of La Liga good football. Is absolutely not. Plays good no, football. no, 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 no. No, absolutely not. You need to watch Getafe. What's that? What's that? What's the, wait, wait. What's that team you struggle with that you played? I think at the beginning of last Getafe. year. Getafe. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, the Man United players on there that I'll not say his name. But the other one, um, I, what were they called? Um, I don't know what they were called, but you played against them last year and you beat them 1-0 to open the season and you played them at home. And they I think they were relegated, but they were back last season. Uh wait, who I know there are some teams about. Like, yeah. Uh Elche uh Elche or Elche was the completely uh they were recently the promoted. worst the worst is Cadiz. I Cadiz, hate them. I watched that I, game. I, I watched I, that I game. Hate them, man. Uh, I was, hate them. They, they try to bully the shit out of uh Bellingham that game. Oh my god. They were throwing elbows and he still freaking scored the winner. The big yeah, l- l- um, all La Liga teams do not play beautiful. There are teams who play beautiful football, but uh mm-hmm. you know, like I love the way Raul Sociedad play. Uh Athletic Athletic Bilbao have been really, really good. Um but yeah there's some teams who play some nasty football like disgusting. Hitafe is the worst one for sure. They are the most unserious tactics, like 5-4-1. You know, I think against Barca to start the season, remember we talked about that slugfest, like the 0-0 yeah, yeah. with like five zero, red zero. cards. Yeah, when Rafinha <laughs> this, got sent off. Yeah, but this weekend we get uh we get a we get Barcelona Girona. So we'll we will really know how, how serious Girona is. Girona already failed the Madrid test, so we'll see. But so has everyone this season, to be fair. So, exactly. Yeah, that is true. But we'll uh, we'll move, we'll move on to uh, three five two. Last segment. We'll yeah. end with this. Five minutes on the clock. We uh, for the two people here, we make three predictions each. Uh, feel free to to kick us off. Um, the Champions League game week six, which is yes. the final one. Um, there's a lot of games that are. Uh, group deciders, and I've pretty much have all of them. Uh, Inter Milan versus uh, Sociedad. Uh, I think Sociedad claims the group um, and gets the number one spot, the valuable number one spot this year. This year like yes. if you you need number one spot to survive, at least for at least at least for the round of sixteen, it feels like. Uh, I I have 
my two UCL things grouped into one. I actually can't okay. even believe I'm making this prediction. The first half is that Sociedad will win their group. I agree. I think they're mm-hmm. going to get a, a, a huge result. And the second one is I don't, I think PSG are not going to win. I don't think they're going to win. And I think Newcastle are going to take care of business. And that only means one thing. They are gone. They are gone. I can't believe I'm making that prediction. I was going to be like, Mbappe is going to call us. I can't do it another week. I said it. I said they would handle business <laughs> against Newcastle. I said they would handle business against against Dortmund. Uh, not Dortmund. Against, uh, against Milan when they got mm-hmm. spanked in San Siro. And this week they play at Dortmund. Or this, this, uh, this, this week. Yeah, this week they play at Dortmund. Who's who's cooking in this competition and is playing for first they it's not like they're playing for nothing so they will happily they will happily play for a draw if they need to play for a draw oh and if they play and if they draw and newcastle win newcastle have the head-to-head because they won 4-1 and then tied so i think uh could you imagine if the competition ends here for psg the group stage oh that would be popcorn people would oh. go people would go missing Paris oh, yeah. would be oh my god. <laughs> Enrique is never to be heard of again. Oh, he, he would, would get so he would fired, be so fired the next day and oh I don't know. Probably because I said this PSG are gonna get like a nice little comfortable 4-0 and Bobby's gonna score twice and then we're just gonna look at ourselves like we're we're idiots, but I'm at it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hedge here and say I think PSG beats Dortmund. Um okay. I I I I, there is like I wanted to say Dortmund winning, but I just can't like like I I don't want I don't want that I don't want to live in a world where PSG is not in the elimination round like that is I, for a player like Mbappe I think that would be like catastrophic. That, that takes a dent. That's the, that that that's a that's a dent to his legacy. I feel like it's just obviously. It's just the group stages, all that good stuff. But I, it would be great if, um, if they took care of business and then Dortmund got second. I think Dortmund, no, yeah, Dortmund got second, and then we just advance as is, and Newcastle get their Europa League and they're satisfied for the season. They made some noise, and that's how happily I would want it. But it would be bad if PSG finished third, man. It they would be literally so have bad. to win. They have to win, yeah. I, I, and I, and I'm picking them. I think, I think one thing about Mbappe, he, 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 he shows up for the moment, and this is as big as it gets for him. This is big. But didn't we say that um, about last game? I, 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 th- I, I think we said that about last game because of, um, we did, and he, he was a ghost. He was nowhere to be seen. But he's been doing that where he plays one good game, one bad game, one good game. So I think he's due for one. That so, game is going to be I, like I will, on I will every say, screen I will, possible. I will give you uh, PSG beat Dortmund and Mbappe hat trick. Wow, is that your second one? Mbappe hat trick. That's that's my second one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Oh, you're not gonna like this. I went bold this week. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Aston Villa are on on the verge of breaking their home winning streak record. They've won 14 in a row and. The last time they lost at home was against Arsenal. Arsenal. So mm-hmm. how fitting that they have a chance to break their club record against the team that 
was the last one to they were that that was the last one they lost to and i think they do take care of business i'm taking aston villa i'm saying 2-1 uh you're cruel um I don't this think is the first time happen. I picked against Arsenal in a long time. I know, time. I know. I thought we were gonna. I thought this was gonna be a you know a year long thing for us, but <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Seven zero and zero at home is no joke. Fourteen in a row it's at home is also crazy. Is that a night game? I believe it's Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, dude, that 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 five thirty. I think five thirty in the UK. Oh, that stadium is gonna be going crazy. It's the la- it is yeah. the last game on Saturday. Oh man, you guys! That first no. fifteen minutes, you need to like, you you need to breathe because the the pressure in the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes is gonna be uh, unbearable. No, I, I I think it's gonna be a tough game, but I, I'm they played so hard against City, um, and then just the turnaround being literally two three days is just unfair to. But them. didn't Arsenal Obviously, play hard against Luton? We we played hard against Luton, but I, I feel like we played down to the competition that game. But um, I think I I think we should. I, I'm this is not one of my predictions, but I think we're gonna win comfortably. I'll say three one because I our away form is unbelievable. Home is what I struggle with, but really? our away form I have no concerns about. Yeah, I'd say um, like so if I, if Aston Villa score, like if it's one of those games where the the atmosphere is crazy, you come into the game and then they score in like the first five minutes, just it's gonna be a long night. We just need Gabriel Jesus to score. If he scores, <laughs> uh, that's a guaranteed win. Like we've, he, he's never. I think he has. He's played like fifty-five games where he's scored and he's never lost. So we just need to get him to score. But my last one, uh, Atletico versus Lazio, um, and I think Atletico takes the group, avoiding avoiding the the. The, the like avoiding Atletico for all the big teams, I think that would be yeah. so. Them beating Lazio, Lazio has been very good. They're you know, they have got 10 points in the group. Um, but I think they're just settled for a second. They no one else is close to them, so it's just one or two, and I think they get two. I agree, I, I think that they do handle business. Uh, my last one, we get mm-hmm. a great game, like I said, Barcelona against Girona, second versus third. Uh, yeah. We we get to really find out who Girona is. I will take a one one draw. I think I think Girona one, one, one 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 draw against uh, Xavi Ball is is that's a bold prediction. I I think I think they're I don't think they're pretenders. I've been watching their games. They have been fantastic. So uh, I think it's a one one. I think I think they score first and and you know they kind of cement themselves. This is their game to maybe it's a statement game and they win, but I. Mm, uh, give me a one-one. I think that's that's a safe prediction, but I I can see it happening for sure. Uh yeah. I I don't trust Barca at all, but I'm like I think they'll win one-zero, which is their most. I could result. I could see that yeah. too. To be fair, um, one-zero and like uh, Lewandowski scores in the seventy-seventh minute game, and it's just from like a header. What can you do? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> After he misses seven chances, that oh, guy. So he looks miss. bad, man. Oh my I god. Oh man. I know. He's falling off a cliff. The wheels are falling off for real. He needs to be a full-time TikToker. That's what he needs to do. Just just retire happily. Get out of here. Oh my god. Get out of here, old man. Take that nice 32 million and, next year unless and they then, do to him what they did to PK. 
Didn't they retire PK mid They literally forced him to retire. Like they blackmailed him because he had like 30 million owed to him by Barca. They yeah. wouldn't even publicize his wages, which means like it was probably Bartomeu is a is a war criminal. Like I can't even believe half the stuff he was doing at that club. And then they like blackmailed him into into giving up all his wages. Crazy, man. You could do somebody like that to a club legend like PK. Barca. Remember what so... they were doing to Frankie when they wanted to sell him? They were begging him to leave. They were like, <laughs> He's like I'm not leaving until I get was, my and money. And then he was like, I want my money. And then they were playing him at center back in preseason because they were like, and they were like, on our dead body, you will not play center mid. And then... I would I would kill for Frankie at Arsenal, man. He is oh, unbelievable. He's so special. He's so special. He I saw uh, Pedri against Atletico Madrid. He was unbelievable, man. Pedri's good. It's about time they, good they to, finally good have, to have him back, man. Gundogan, Frankie, and Pedri is a very very serious midfield. Oh, oh, the tech the tech in that midfield is oh. Frankie. Crazy. Frankie, I think he, I think he leaves next year. Where he goes is the. I think it's time for him to walk away. I think have they paid everybody yet? Are they still holding wages? I think Everyone they still be... owe money for like Coutinho. I don't even know if they paid. They finished paying Coutinho. Where is Coutinho now? Is he still at uh, Villa? Is he still at Villa? Why I do I feel like he? I, I think he went to Qatar. No, yeah, he went to Qatar. Gonna... He's in El Duhail. Alhamdulillah. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I was like, I remember hearing he went to Qatar. Yeah, he's in Qatar. Oh, that's crazy, man. They still owe money to him. Uh, Umtiti, I think, is still on the books. They still have to finish paying him. They are in a weird spot financially, but they figured out how to get signings. They made like five this summer. So Yeah. All the, rise, the rise and fall of Umtiti was like, like 16 months. The guy was good for one year. And then he played had a World good World Cup. Cup and then fell off. Crazy. Yeah. But crazy, man. Yeah. Next week, uh, next week is gonna be fun. We're gonna have a lot to talk about. We're gonna talk if PSG don't win, we're gonna talk about them for like 40 minutes. I hope you know that. No, no, no. Oh my god. Yes. Like my agenda Mbappe, for next Mbappe week. Mbappe burial be... session. Oh Mbappe burial. Oh my god. We, are, we will be there no matter what. I will be is there. that is it is, that's his quote, right? We will be there no matter what. I will what. be there no matter what is his quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I'm gonna spam that photo. Oh I know oh my god. I want I don't want PSG to, to lose. I don't but either. For you, I want them to lose. I want I want honest, you to have honest happiness. question. If PSG lose, yeah, do you think there's a chance he leaves in January or pushes to leave? Like, that's a serious question. Like, the ship's burning, and Mbappe jumping off of the burning ship would be, the like, the most Mbappe thing ever. But, like, is that just he, BS? He or would, would be he stick a it psychopath. He, he would be a psychopath if he did that. And I think he would do it. I he think is a capable. psychopath. He would... Like, he cares about his image so much, bro. Going to Europa? He's not going to play in Europa. Bro, anymore. Ronaldo and Messi never played in Europa. Like, Ronaldo played one game when he was, like, 38... Yeah, he played. Yeah, when he was at United, but that's who cares, you know? <laughs> Ronaldo at 38 doesn't matter, but Mbappe at 26 in the Europa League, get the fuck out of here. He won't let that happen. He'll, uh, his he date, that game is must win. 
That's the, I'm so happy Dortmund has something to play for because if they didn't, they would just kind of bend over and 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 it's. But they're yeah. playing for first, so. No, that'll be a class. That'll be oh, and the Dortmund home. F- oh, they're incredible. the yellow wall. Oh, oh, that game will be on my screen. Like, I don't usually. I have like a couple on. Nope, everything is off. I don't care about Newcastle. <laughs> I don't care about Lazio. Only that game is gonna be on my screen. So. Uh, I'm gonna need a uh, a camera just on Mbappe alone. And we get he, United he Bayern on. Faces. Oh, we get United Bayern on Tuesday. What a great week of football! I cannot wait. Man, I'm chilling. Man, we've conquered our group. You know, I get to watch Ramsdale make his appearance, and you know, send him off to Chelsea next <laughs> now, this now summer. You, now you feel like now you feel like us. Last game, we're just hosting. Yeah. So. <laughs> Exactly. You guys have, you know, completed the group too. So a lot of young players. Hopefully Arda Guller plays. I want to see him play. So that would uh, be I nice. hope. I think he's still injured, but maybe we get still? a Nico Paz full full game cameo. So I, I don't I, I don't I don't think that's happening. Ancelotti's not letting that happen. Ancelotti hates youngsters. He will play Vinny and <laughs> Bellingham for 90 minutes for zero reason. Stat pad session for Bellingham, man. He can't. His no, goal bro, record we're playing is too Union, important. bro. I hate them. So just keep everyone away. They are stay play the worst football ever. You know, earlier this year at Union, um, they had an incident where um, they lost, and after the game, like the fans talked to them. What are they called? Those like uh, what are they the, called? The, the, the super the, fans, the ultras. The ultras, yeah, like literally came to the players and like yelled at them and was like, "You guys need to play better." And they've been good, so maybe that that's their reward. Taking you know. By the way, Leon is still getting smacked. Speaking of ultras, bro, it is so bad for them, man. Another set of layers. It was, it was dead the, last still. I think they played against Aubameyang and uh, Marseille this weekend. Did you see and, the laughing? Uh, it was like panning from it panned yeah. from Lacazette, and then Aubameyang was laughing, and then he was uh, laughing. Oh my I saw, god. Uh, like uh, uh, Lacazette having a relegation on his CV. Oh my God! Arsenal fans are. Are you excited? No, bro. I love Lacazette, man. Wait, uh, you actually like I, him? I like him, man. I, I thought I, you hated I, him. No, I I hated like the last year because he was <laughs> ass. But like he, I, I I like him as a player. I don't think. I just think he was in he, he, last year in in League One. He was unbelievable, bro. He had 21, 28 goals. They were like fifth just, last season. He finished second to Mbappe in uh in the Golden Boot, unbelievable. I know, man. So, Crazy. It was him and uh, Forlan uh, uh, Balogun that were like competing with Mbappe for the yeah League One. Mbappe's but, a little uh, head and shoulders above everyone right now in that league, though. That finish. Yeah, he has he has I think fifteen goals in like thirteen games. He's unbelievable. He man. wants to supposedly uh, he wants to stay and be the top scorer. So. Imagine that being your legacy, bro. Being a League One top scorer. Who is League One top scorer right now? Do you even know? And I could not tell you. Is it is it the uh, Juventus it? legend number ten? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? I'm actually curious. No, Juventus is not even League One. I'm t- I'm tripping. No, no, no. Um, it's probably like uh, who is it? Ginola? No, Ginola played in in. Who is this? Delio Onis. I don't even know who that is. He played How many goals? 299. Oh, that guy was in there. Mbappe has years. 180. How many years does he want to stay here? Like five years. 180. Uh, he's, 
120 off by, goals well, 110, off. Yeah. That's like five years. He's gonna imagine if he's 32 running around in that league, man. Please <laughs> make me laugh. <laughs> Please have Mbappe some shame. At, Mbappe at 32 with uh with maybe two World Cups, a Euro, 17 league titles, you know. Oh, that'd and be no, the, Champions, no Champions Leagues. Oh, shame on you. At least he has France, man. If Mbappe was like freaking Portuguese or 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 you know Swiss, oh, it's so he'd over. He'd be, be like, here. imagine if he, he was Norwegian. Oh, his legacy would be cooked. He would have uh, Holland playing left back. That's for sure. That's... <laughs> oh my but... god! Well, another good week. Another good week yes, in the sir. books, man. It's always a pleasure. Yes, sir, bro. Oh my god! What a good week of football. Yes, and Got another see... great Got one. To... Got to see United lose and win, beating Chelsea. You know, just uh, the agenda was trapped. The was, results uh, were 97th minute winner. Oh, bro. And I, we get, oh, I genuinely, wow, I'm so excited for PSG, the PSG game. I cannot wait. Like, no matter still, what happens, as long I as still it's a haven't, good game. Uh, I still haven't, um, like, laid down on my bed and, like, enjoyed all the, like, YouTube videos and the I, everything is bookmarked. So I haven't enjoyed it. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do that tonight. Okay. Like from the from the Declan Rice winner. I deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, guys. Thanks again for 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 listening as always, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Yes, sir. Inshallah. Inshallah. Take care of yourselves. Peace. All right. Peace.